Welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies and we put them on our list that we like that is ours. Uh, this week we watched Sin City. I like and with that dramatic. Effect. It was dramatic. And with me as always, thanks for interrupting, Dustin. As <laughs> always is Dustin. You've already heard from him. <laughs> yeah. And James. Yep. I'm John. <laughs> Hello, John. Hey, fuckers. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hi. What's crackalacking, you... you? Biscuit bitches, biscuit bitches. I uh, listen to this other podcast, and they just—he does this, this really horrible intro every time, and I think that's kind of his thing. Oh, okay. So I it, tried. He calls people biscuit bitches. No, nah, he says stuff like that though. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Behind the bastards, good podcast. Um, so before we get into this 2005 um, problematic, <laughs> not quite a classic. Uh, anything you want to? Say that you're were like into this week that people should check out or avoid. Avoid. Ooh. Well, I got an avoid. If James, you don't got anything this week. Uh, no, I didn't watch anything. But fun fact: Dwayne the Rock Johnson was Tim Burton's second choice for Charlie and Chocolate Factory <laughs> to play what? Charlie. What? Yeah. Where did you hear this? I heard it on the internet. Well, it must um, be true. It was on IMDb. Can it was like, they had like a video of like all... I want to see the Not Snopes. to play Charlie. Yeah, I want to see, yeah, I wanna see Snopes, Snopes on this one. <laughs> he also was in line to do uh, Jack Reacher. Oh yeah, well that's more believable. He's too fucking big. Well, Jack Reacher is supposed to be really big. He's supposed to be like six foot five books. or something. He was originally played by fucking... Uh, what's his nuts? Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, but that's everyone who reads the books apparently complains about him being cast oh, because he's supposed to be really big. Who? Shut up, you nerds! <laughs> Go back to your fucking, fucking, fucking nerds. With book your, nerds. Fuck your you, book. nerds. Go it's back like to those your, are real dad books, aren't they? I don't know. Fucking dad nerds. Oh, what? Can you imagine being a dad incel? Does <laughs> <laughs> that work? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, so that's all I got. Well, their wives won't mm. fuck them. I think Good. that's how it works. Uh, well, I'm I'm having a lot of fun picturing uh, the Rock as Charlie. He's Wait, not, no, he's, he's not, not Charlie. Charlie. He's the other guy. <laughs> no, that's what I <laughs> that's say. That's what John Willy, said. He's Willy Wonka. He's Idiot. Wonka. He's yeah. so stupid, Dustin. <laughs> In a way, he probably could have pulled it off to some degree. Well, they could have used that de-aging shit that they used on the kids from the... De-aging? Yeah, from It. What, to de-age the Rock? Yeah, so in the fucking in the new It trailer... Uh-huh. They like de-aged the kids yeah, or the yeah, new movie, right? That, yeah. So they, they could have done that to The Rock and de-aged him to be a little boy. Oh, so he could have played Charlie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That would have been amazing. Or if they just put The Rock's head like CG on a kid's body. I think it would have been better <laughs> if he just shit? played like himself, his body type as Charlie. <laughs> Grandma, <laughs> Grandpa, get out of bed. And jumps you've on the in, bed. You've been in bed for too long. Interesting, uh, interesting. Uh, I don't. It, it's unbelievable because I don't believe that The Rock has ever eaten a candy bar. <laughs> so he no. got, he's got cheat day. Hashtag yeah, fake. he's got cheat day. He eats sushi and pizza. Uh, Hashtag fake news. <laughs> chocolate chip pancakes. He eats those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but by the no, by the like mountain. Yeah, but there's no there's no golden ticket in chocolate chip pancakes. True. Right. This is true. Well, that's cool. Been terrible casting <laughs> for candy related reasons. It was his second choice. <laughs> second choice. So yeah, Johnny Depp didn't. Well, Johnny Depp's too thirsty for Tim Burton. So well, yeah, he was never going to turn that down. Um, 
What? Do, oh, I got to avoid. I watched that new Godzilla movie, King of the Monsters. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I do it to myself. You know, every time there's like a monster movie, I'm like, because it's enjoyable. I hope this is gonna be fun. <laughs> I mean, actually, the Kong Skull Island was kind of fun, I thought, that one. I, I kind of liked it. It was entertaining. It was, it was all right. It was really long, though. It was better than, it was a hell of a lot better than this thing. Uh, yeah, this thing is just, oof. It's got uh, Kyle Chandler. and uh, Coach. Vera Farmiga. And uh, it's it's got Eleven from Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. It spends a lot of time on the drama between these, like, human beings that you don't give a shit about. Not so much on the monster. And there's uh, there's a couple of fun monster moments, but like, why do they always all these fucking and same as the last the previous Godzilla movie, they shoot all these monster fights like in the dark, and then you're like, I want to see the fucking monster, and this is like all obscured and this raining and it's like dark blue mm. saturation, and you're like, what the fuck I is even guesses, happening? I guess I mean maybe it has something to do with CG. Sure, yeah, but like that's this, <laughs> but that's this fucking horseshit, you know. Uh, what's the, the the valley that we're in? The the uncanny valley. Uncanny valley shit. Like just well, fucking. I don't know if that has it... to apply to a giant monster well, as much no, as like what... a human eyeball. But like no. But what I'm saying is, is that like, like just go back, <clears throat> do some practical effects. Yeah. Or I mean, obviously they didn't want to spend as much on CG, right? So they well then they maybe they shouldn't have made a fucking monster movie then. Yeah. I mean, they were able to do it in the rim. Pacific Rim. Yeah. 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 What about Jurassic Park? <laughs> what's what, what's yeah, that? What about it? That's from the 90s. It's got some. <laughs> Get out of here. It's got, some, it's got some realistic looking dinosaurs. Hey, <laughs> what about Avatar? <laughs> still like blue. Still haven't seen it. Got that blue we'll thing never going see on. it. There's going to be a guest person on. I somehow, ever, every time he says never going to see it, it just, you know, it, it's it makes gonna me happen. really want to make him see it somehow. <laughs> well, in I, some I mean, of, I don't know why because. I, you know, I shouldn't want to hurt my friends like that. I don't want to watch it. In celebration of the second one coming out. Right. We gotta get ready. We gotta get ready. I know, and I won't be on that episode. You gotta, you gotta prep. I won't be on it. <laughs> I'm never watching Avatar. We've all been on every episode so far. None of us have sat out an episode no, up I'm, to this point, which I, is kind of amazing. That which, is amazing. Yeah, and uh, I have absolutely no qualms about just not being a part of that episode. Ooh, we're gonna keep the streak it. alive. I don't it. give a shit. Break the streak. Big fucking deal. You know who gives a fuck? Not part of no the monument. It's not part of the monument. That's, that's fine. A, that's a joke Jake for Andy. Lewis. Anyway, uh, I watched a little flick. What'd you watch? That I. Uh, so I saw this movie back. When the fuck did it come out? I'm in a I'm in a cussy mood today. Um, you cussing with me? So 2004, this movie came out. Any guesses? Stars a future mm. James Bond. Um, Munich. No, it has a dessert in the title. Des- Layer cake. Layer cake. Oh yeah, yeah. I so I remember, I really didn't like this movie when it came out. Yeah, everyone loved it. Everyone and I remember, loved and I remember it. watching it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's not that great. And so I watched it again. And um, did you it, feel different? If anybody hasn't seen it, it's a 2004 movie uh, starring uh, Daniel Craig, Cole Meany, you know, a bunch of other people, uh, directed by Matthew Vaughn. Uh, it was okay. It's totally okay, but it's no, it's not great. People still regard it quite favorably, and I, I, I kind of started thinking, oh, I got, I should go back and watch that again because everyone seems to think it's really great. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's just not. It's like it's it's totally a serviceable film. Like mm-hmm. if you want to burn a couple, like an hour and a half, whatever. Like it's it's fine. 
but it's not. And it wasn't Guy Ritchie, right? It was like, it was no, like wanted to be Guy it's Ritchie. It's wannabe Guy Ritchie. So it's Guy Ritchie without any well, it's of the. it got Tom Hardy in it. Yeah, it's young Tom Hardy. He looks very different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, I shouldn't say very different. He just looks different. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not always bulked up. He's mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. pretty with those big old lips. <laughs> But uh, he's like an Angelina Jolie cat type. Um, <laughs> he, uh, I don't know. I was thinking that actually when I was watching the movie. I was like, oh yeah, Angelina. Real Angelina type. It's a real Angelina type. Um, but uh, it's good. It's but so the good and bad thing about Guy Ritchie is, I mean, his scripts and what he does, like as a director, like his Guy Ritchie style. Like he definitely has his own style going on, right? Stolen from obviously. People who came before him, right? But he made, he made, it, made it his own. He made thing. it his own, and and that's to his his. I mean, what's the opposite of detriment? Like credit, credit, and detriment. <laughs> like it's it, it it works in um, lock it stock. A couple it works in movies snatch. In like, but then it kind of falls apart when you move into like revolver and. What about uh, that Sherlock Holmes Game of Shadows? <laughs> yeah, those movies can. Those are kids' movies. Uh, I don't mind them. Actually. Yeah, they're great. They're they're great. They're, kid, they're great kids movies. Yeah, I know. And that's they're totally, like uh, that's Pirates totally of the Caribbean. Fine. They're, Holmes. Yeah, they're fun. Well, and the thing is, like, I don't say kids movies in any way is a derogatory thing. Like, it's you should make good kids movies. They're pap. They're pap. But but um, what, what this movie just suffers from is it, it just it doesn't take any risks at all hmm. in like the dialogue in like stylized like nothing like there's just nothing that's really there for me i mean i'm sure somebody could probably be like oh you yada 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 and it's rated r well everything should be rated r (laughs) well no i know but like if you're not gonna use well it's just like there's not enough well there's not enough like i think is what i want is i want a guy Ritchie movie i want swearing and i want violence and i want a twist i want twist and there's a twist at the end like it, it does all that stuff but it just like I there's like, so I many. Like I need to watch it again. There's so many movies that are like PG or PG thirteen that if they are rated R, that would have gave them. This movie could have been rated an extra. Yeah, this could have been PG thirteen, and it and it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have really mattered. Hmm. I'm gonna check it out again at some point, just because I got. I you know my mind is always like, why why did people like that so much? Um. So yeah, I don't know. Still, still I see it come up and people talk. Oh, that was so great! I like. I'd movie. like somebody else's opinion on it because I. It's no sexy beast. I'll tell you that. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah. Ooh. That's a good movie. <laughs> sure is. Talk about swearing. <laughs> yeah. That movie knows how to swear. Ben Kingsley. Oh, Gandhi. <laughs> yeah. How come nobody complains about him wearing? I don't know. Brown face. Mm, well, I'm not. I have to look into this, but is he? part Indian mm. I mean probably he, not he looks <laughs> about a hundred parts white 99.9% <laughs> white yeah I mean like, there may be some I mean I don't actually know I don't know I have no idea I don't want James, to this up. is when you're supposed to be going clickety clickety clack. Well, yeah. I don't even know who you're talking about. I was zoning James, out. James doesn't know who Ben <laughs> He's like, I'm zoning is. out. I was thinking James about James like, I heard, an, I heard an <laughs> You're talking about <laughs> movies I don't even know about, so I'm like all right. This is like you know what? Like, what most people do in that is like they like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe I'll just pop that into my memory palace and I'll like pull it out later and I'll watch that movie. You're just no. like, <laughs> I don't get time. For gloss that. over. 
It's like making time to watch Baywatch again. <laughs> all right. Well, instead of, I only watched that once. I let's think? talk about a movie that we all I can't did even watch. Confirm that. <laughs> we watched 2005's Sin City, directed by Robert Rodriguez, Frank Miller, and sort I believe a scene. One scene by Tarantino. By Tarantino. Uh, which scene is it? It's the one in the car with Dwight when he's uh, taking Jackie Boy's corpse to the to get rid of it. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so this is Dustin's pick. Yeah. Hey, Dustin, why don't you condense this storyline? Holy shit. <laughs> why don't you just read what IMDb has to say? <laughs> Let's see. What does IMDb have to say? A film that explores the dark and miserable town, Basin City, and tells the story of three different people all caught up in violent corruption. Yeah, that really boils it down. So I'm looking down the list. We always write our lists out. Um, it's our casts. In a big fucking, on a whiteboard, so that we can look at them and call them up. There is a lot of people in this movie, and it's I'm going to be honest, I recognize almost every single one of them. I'm not as good with names as you are. I'm better than James. That's an easy guess. Uh-huh. Hey, James, who is Michael We're Clark really, Duncan? really piling on James today. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm used to it. James, he brings us upon himself. Right. I'm just a simple person here. What is it? He's, he knows uh, Michael Clark Duncan. Sure, what's he in? It's Green the Mile. Green Mile. Okay, yeah, I know. <laughs> Daredevil with Ben Affleck. What's that? I never watched that. What's that movie? Salmon Blaster. <laughs> oh, Slam and Salmon. Slam and Salmon. Jeez. Yeah. You know, Nick, R- R.I.P. Nick, Nick Offerman. James. No. Okay, who is he? What's he in? This is this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go through. Each- I'm just ask. I'm not being. <laughs> I'm asking if he knows who these people are. Well, if I see a face, then I'll know who he is. Nick Offerman, he's in uh, Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. Mustache? Yeah. yeah, he's in this movie. I didn't know that before. Oh, yeah? Before who we is watched he? watched last night. Uh, he's only in for a He's the, you know, those two henchmen that, like, are really verbose. They're, like, talking and really, uh, you know, fancily about stuff. Oh, about the car? About the car. And yeah, then, like, yeah. they are yeah. driving to that. Yeah, one of them, the bigger one with the bald head is Nick Offerman. I yeah. wouldn't even recognize him. <laughs> I didn't know that he was in this until rewatching it last night. I was like, oh, shit, Nick Offerman. Well, that's because back when this came out, didn't know who he was. Yeah. Cool, so I don't know a lot of people. What about a trailer? Let's listen to a trailer. Okay. Goldie's dead. I've been framed for murder, and the cops are in on it. Open up, police. I'll be right out. Nancy Callahan. As to the stage, Pilgrim, she's just warming up. Made a terrible mistake. We need to get out of here right this second. This clown's out of control. I followed him here to make sure he didn't hurt any of the girls. Us helpless little girls. It's time to prove to your friends that you're worth a damn. Sometimes that means dying. Sometimes that means killing a whole lot of people. Walk down the right back alley in Sin City, and you can find anything. All right, what a trailer. <laughs> what a trailer. Okay, it's a lot what? of people. Why don't you just watch <laughs> the fucking trailer fucking instead people. of sounding like you didn't watch the trailer? It was great. I liked it. <laughs> so why'd you pick this movie, Dustin? Well, I just felt like time for a revisit. I mean, you had recently picked uh, Smoke and Aces, and I was like, well, I want to go back and see if this uh, holds up. Because when it came out, 
you know, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, when this movie came out, I mean, it's 2005. I was just getting into comics, I think, at that time. Yeah. Uh, I got into comics really late. Um, late in the game. Late in the game. Um, and I automatically went I straight to more of the, I don't know, at the time I think you would still call them more fringe uh Fringe comic. I think Sin City now would be more. Well, at least not the super, not superheroes. Not superheroes stuff. So I went to like the images and the Dark Horse and the right all this stuff that was like on the peripheral. So like this stuff was like right up my alley. Uh, yeah. This Watchmen, like Alan Moore stuff, everything like that. So I was really excited to watch this movie, and I I remember really liking it when it came out. Yeah, I absolutely loved it when it came out. Uh, and, you know, spoiler alert, I feel maybe a little less enthusiastic about it now, but I still ended up liking it quite a bit watching it this time. Um, it's a weird movie because it's got a shitload of people in it, like almost everybody in it, even like the small people are like somebody. Um, and right. then you've got sort of three or four stories, main stories that sort of meet and intertwine at points, mm-hmm. or at least you like, you know, we get the scene in a bar where we see... We're during one person's story, like uh, Bruce Willis's story, and then maybe we see Clive Owen in the background having a drink in the bar. Right. And then later we're in Clive Owen's part of the story, or stuff like that, right? There's like little points where they touch each other. But generally, it's three separate stories all taking place in this. I found that certain parts of the movie, the actors took me out of the movie. Oh yeah, like Bruce Willis's part is kind of like there's parts of it where I'm in, I can believe it, and I'm like there, but then there's other parts where it's like, it's just so over the top. Oh yeah, it's I mean, like over the much. top describes I think the whole movie. I mean, it's going for like this noir. You know, it's obviously supposed to be like yeah. a noir kind of thing, and it is playing it to like the full hilt. Like it's going all the way with it. Like, but I kind of like the like Marv's character. And Marv's storyline. That's my favorite part. Oh, of he's. Sure. I, I think that he, it's definitely designed to be his story. Um, like he's he's supposed to be the emotional backbone of the film. Like that his storyline. Yeah, I guess so. I to mean, really bring you through and and make it feel like in any way human. Either that or or we happen to just gravitate to his story. Yeah, the most. possibly. But I definitely think that that Marv part is the best. I mean, if I if you were rating them each by part. The like right. Marv part would be a 10 out of 10 for me, for yeah. sure. It's, like, fantastic. It's hilarious. Like, he's just... Oh, yeah. He's so just... funny. He's uh, talking about, you know, he's taking his pills, and he's just, like, slugging back a whole bottle. I gotta take my pills, because, you know, otherwise I forget shit. <laughs> he's just it like, just reminds me a lot of Happy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Just He's this, just, like, berserk violence. Yeah, this character that, like, can't die, basically, and then at the end, like, he... I don't, I don't know about the... Because I kind of watched the uncut, I guess. So. You watched the director's cut. Yeah, so... Or some sort of extended cut. Yeah, so, I watched the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah they so do. it like, takes forever to kill right, him. When they're, shoot, they're zapping him in the electric yeah. chair and he's like, Is that all you got, you pussy? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Yeah, all this stuff. And and Mickey Rourke is just killing it in that, in that part. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, he looks great with the makeup. He's like this big, weird freak. And just like, I don't know, like Mickey Rourke, notoriously difficult actor to work with. And doesn't, you don't see him show up in that much stuff. Like, you know, he's very sporadic in the work that he gets. But like, absolutely 
perfect in this movie. Yeah, and like everything he does, you know, like he can jump off a building or jump through a car windshield and all those things, I'm like right there. Yeah. I can believe it. Yeah, you can believe that. Well, I can believe it in the movie. In the context I'm of the movie. I'm trying to yeah. see the last time I make you work. There's this Netflix documentary series. I can't remember what it's called. I should probably look it up before. But like Clive Owen jumping off a building mm. and landing on his feet is just like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I don't question any of that in this movie because we're in a very specific world well right? i understand that but like you just find i guess the marv character is just so so over the top yeah, yeah like is really. very comic booky right right and i mean he also has like prosthetics on and stuff to look different and everything yeah. whereas clive owen is just like clive owen in the movie yeah he just looks normal yeah dwight so um i really like the clive owen part of the story as well uh the hardigan part for me is probably the weakest but there's parts of that story I like as well, but then there's just like the whole weirdness of like he saves this little girl from the pedophile, the yellow bastard, right? Which okay, great, rips his balls off and all that shit. That all that shit's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, the stuff with Michael Madsen, those scenes are good. But then it's like, then when he gets out, like she's now a stripper, played by Jessica Alba. Girl, yeah, all grown up. And now she like wants to like have sex with him and stuff, and it's just so weird. Like, it's why, very weird why, and uncomfortable. Why? I mean, he like is like, no, no, I better not. And like, but then he goes like, and has yeah. like a, goes and has like a cold shower to stop himself. But why does he like? Isn't it weird? Because you have this like father daughter dynamic. Like he saved her, he protected her. She's sending him these letters while he's in jail all this time, and then it's like this weird like. They had to put this weird sexual angle in it. And I well, guess. No, did they? No, this is just. I think this is where the movie becomes incredibly problematic. Not. This isn't where it becomes problematic. <laughs> this is where it's just like you can't deny it anymore, though. Like, the the movie. I mean, it's Frank. Frank Miller, like. It's a. It's a. It's a. There's a lot of sexual fantasy shit, and there's a lot of, yeah, like, I role think part of that is the nature. Stuff. Part of that is the nature of the type of genre and story it is where well, it's I, trying to be like, this is hard boiled as fuck. Right. So you've got dames, you've got like these pinup sort of women, you know, um, and you've got this over sexualized images and all this kind of stuff. And that's all part of that sort of genre in context. But at the same time, you know, it, it doesn't all play like <laughs> super well. No, and it's, it's also, it's that, I don't know. I, I'm not a noir expert by any stretch of the imagination, but a lot of those femme fatales were just as conniving and smart. And like, and, yeah, and I mean, well, I think you get some of that. In I this. think you get some of that, but I think that what this movie does is it takes all of the, I, I mean, I'm not going to like analyze this movie, but I think that it, it's just, You're I'm not going to true lies this one. It's a lot of, <laughs> no, I, the, <laughs> No, I don't think Robert Rodriguez is necessarily a a bad I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with him. I think the only thing is wrong is that his his vision or his his desire to stick with Frank Miller's Yeah, I mean he, I think Frank he Miller's, wanted to he wanted to faithfully reproduce. And Frank the Miller stories, is right? the one that's got some some problems here. And that Robert Rodriguez's problem is that he just didn't see that like this is problematic or like 
Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, you know, it's not that long ago, 2005, and when we watched it, we didn't necessarily see those things either at the time. <laughs> no, we did. I no, I mean, not um, at all. I mean, and, and and some of it is like I say, like some of it is so much a part of what noir is. And yeah, you're right. Like you can have strong femme fatale characters, and there's different variations of that in this. And then there are some that are just weak. Like we have you, Carla Gugino's character. She's like this. Uh, parole officer who's helping Marv in mm-hmm. some scenes, and you know, let's just have her topless because you know that's what we, like that's the feel of this this There's, type of thing. Yeah, and so yeah, gratuitous. It it certainly is. Um, but even at the same time, it is f- like fully playing the noir thing as as far as it can go like it's like an extreme version of that. But there's no reason that like Rosario Dawson has character has to be in any way like she is. What, in like the fishnet outfit? In the fishnet outfit, or that she's like... Well, they're the old, the ladies of Old Town or whatever. What's yeah, that? Is that what it's called? Old something Town? Something like that. But, Where all the, pro, like the prostitutes But also the rule. fact that she's like, even though um, like Clive Owen, like he slaps her and then she kisses him, right? Yeah, yeah. Because, all that and kind it's, of stuff. It's, yeah. all of, it's all, like, it's all incredibly like, it's fine for... <laughs> It's like everything else. Like, it's fine for a normal person to watch it and be like, this is, you know, there's some issues here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and now that like, you can make movies like this, who fucking gives a shit? Like, right? But, like, I don't think this movie would be made exactly the same way. No, if they made today, it right now, probably not. I think that they would change some things. Although they did make a sequel only well, a few years back. And how did that go? Not well. I, I watched it. Yeah. Did you ever get around to watching no, it? No, absolutely not. They waited so long. Remember, it was like a big deal because like everyone wanted a sequel when it came out. Everyone, well, most, you know, a lot of people loved it. It was movie. huge. Every, it, was a, it was really popular. Everyone's oh man, can't wait till they make the sequel. And then it like took so long. In fact, I think it was like 2014 it came out. Uh, a Dame to Kill For, I believe was the sequel. Yeah, that's what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was a big gap. And by then it felt like oh, this is way too late. Like, no one cares anymore. It was also and, directed and, by Frank Miller. Right. And, no, yeah, Rodriguez wasn't involved, Rodriguez right? wasn't a part of it. Um, and Frank Miller is not a director. No. Like, he's... I mean, he wanted to be. I mean... He's a great writer. Yeah. Um, and illustrator and stuff. But, yeah. But by then, it was like, okay, the moment has passed. Like, no one gives a shit anymore. Right. We waited, like, however many years it was. Like, almost 10 years. Yeah, we should make a 300 fucking sequel tomorrow. Um, and it just didn't, even though it still had a pretty good cast, I think, uh, I think Dwight was played by Josh Brolin because it happened, his storyline happened before this movie, like before the original SimCity, mm. you know, in this, they make, uh, allusion to the fact that Dwight had changed his face. Like he looked, used to look different and he got a new face. Brittany yeah. Murphy says something to him about it at one point in the movie. Um, so in the other movie, Josh Brolin is supposed to be like what Dwight looked like beforehand and stuff like that. Can I say that I love seeing Brittany Murphy in this movie? She was fantastic. She's in this. so great, but she's always she was always yeah. great. Just like so vivacious and alive and just like uh, she definitely was like the perfect actress to be in this yeah. movie, like playing this the breathless like sort of uh, you know pinup type. Uh, in Brittany this. Murphy was. I mean, I just. I mean, she's gone now, but mm-hmm. like, she was so great. I always loved her and everything that she was in. I thought she was like an amazing actress. And I, she, I don't know if she, like, she was ever a favorite of mine, but like, certainly she's a hard, hard actress to dislike. Like, she was just has an energy about her that's very likable. I think when I, I, th- I might have seen her the first time in Clueless. Yeah, Clueless. Yeah. I think that was the first time I was like, she was just great and fun. 
So yeah, so that's definitely a bummer how she. But passed. let's talk about some of the other actors in this movie. There's a um, lot. <laughs> I mean, we got Bruce Willis. A lot of past now. Yeah, too. Powers uh, Booth is the Powers senator. Powers Booth is gone. He's senator Rourke. He's got he's got one real scene. He's got one great scene, and he's near the end of the movie when he's like introducing um, Hardigan's like storyline again. Yeah. Um, well, I watched a different cut than you, so like in my cut, uh, that stuff all happens at once with the okay. Hardigan stuff. But yeah, so in, yeah, uh, Mickey Rourke, Clive Owen, Jessica Elba, um, Powers Booth, Benicio del Toro. Yeah, he's uh, awesome. He, he's this. playing. Uh, yeah, you can't really dirty, tell it's him. Dirty cop. Yeah. yeah, Jackie Boy. Jackie Boy. Um, Carla. I don't, I don't even know how you say her name. Gugino. Gugino. Uh, Jamie King. Uh, Elijah Wood. So we'll Michael stop on, Madsen. Rutger Howard. Yeah, well, let's, let's get there. But let's Hart. talk about Elijah Wood's character for a second because I think that this is the the character. This is the thing that stands out to most people. The Kevin character. The Kevin character. Yeah. Like so, Kevin is this acolyte of the bishop. Yeah, the 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 cardinal, cardinal, cardinal Rook, yeah. played by Rooker Howard. So he's like somehow, yeah, he's like under his wing, and he's like, um, he's like a weird, creepy little serial killer guy. Yeah, has the voice of an angel. Apparently, we never hear him speak in the movie. Yeah, uh, and he do, and he and he's perfect for this part. Like he's this weird little creeper, uh, and he looks like all that stuff looks really great. Like that's the other thing we haven't talked about at all is how the movie looks. No, like, we it, haven't. It looks awesome. We'll get there. Um. But yeah, so he's like the weird, creepy serial killer, and that Marv ends up going after because he kills. But that his, like it fits so good with the Marv story. Like even like when he kills him, and then the dog comes and eats. Yeah, yeah, he and chops he just him doesn't up and make a sound or <laughs> no, anything. Doesn't scream or anything. Yeah. yeah, and what this movie does get get right, and I mean you can tell, comic book wise, is what these fringe comic books did more than I think than like the, what the, not fringe, I keep mainstream, saying that, but more than superhero. the mainstream superhero, right? Is they got, there was this sense of good and evil that was even more, well, not good and evil, sorry. There was evil and there was gray. Right. Where, where, where good guys. Yeah. Like the good guys in good this movie guys, are criminals and, and misfits and scumbags. And they make but mistakes and they the do bad things. the people that they're, they're against are even more evil. Yeah. And I find that interesting with the movie too, is that the, the, the high up evil guys are the politician, the cardinal of the church. The son of the and politician. The, yeah. The son of the politician. And so the those cop. are your big bad Yeah. yeah the cop. cop. And that's, and that's so all, yeah, all the, the worst people yeah. are like the people in authority. And yeah. then like, then you have these, yeah. And that's what, uh, that's the problem with, I would say, mainstream comics is that they never, it was all low hanging fruit, right? It was like a crazy doctor or like, <laughs> or like scientist. a person who like had a radioactive accent or something like that. Like, you know, they could have been Spider-Man, but instead they became sure. And I think, whatever. I think modern comics certainly got more nuanced. Oh, than of course that. they do. But even, even superhero things. Of course. But, yeah. but at this point, even in 2005, it wasn't quite as much and it was it, it was like showing showing the evil that was actually in plain sight which right. was like the people that are in power and like how power corrupts and like what it does right and i like how comic books and this movie create these truly evil bad character like bad guys mm-hmm. which is so much more fun right to have this like um, confused, like morally kind of ambiguous at times 
hero. Well, it's just... It, it, and then this really, really bad guy... Even in something as overtop as, as this, you know, as exaggerated and as outlandish, it f- still feels more realistic than, you know, a, a Superman comic or whatever. Like... It's yeah, st- it feels yeah. it feels more reflective of the, the more, world we live in. Yeah, than, exactly. It feels more grounded in reality, right? Because we might not have Superman, but we definitely have crooked pa- crooked cardinals and like dirty cops, right? Right, and politicians who are like covering up their kids because we see that shit on the news, right? But uh, yeah, the like Kevin, played by Elijah Wood, um, the Yellow Bastard, played by Nick Stahl, are these like beyond cartoonish like villains yeah. like of pure evil right yeah and it's really i don't know that stuff's really fun and uh just the again the visual sense you get yeah. like kevin is this, this little guy he's like super fast and it, it, like remember we watched punisher wars on not long ago and the fight with um the stupid looney ben, ben jim was just annoying but yeah. in this like for some reason i find it so much more conceivable that kevin is this like zipping around and like he's this fast weird Super evil quiet. creature yeah he's like yeah he's quiet like he doesn't hear him approach and all that, that stuff. just but i think that shows like how you can make style choices and and be a good director and yeah create a story that's actually more believe like more it, it, once again how out there this movie is it still seems more realistic yeah, than a movie ways. like punisher warzone but let's talk about like the like the artistic like the, I mean, to be fair, it helps that you're in this aesthetic, right? Like you yes. have you're you're clearly in a comic book world. Like everything looks like a drawing from a comic mm-hmm. book. You're in the black and white. Color is used like very little. Like blood is sometimes red. The yellow bastard is yellow. When there's or it's when white. there's light, yeah. When there's light, then you see a bit of color. Like come like it's illuminating the color. But right. then like that goes. You yeah, know, that's what I want to talk about. So look, the movie is shot. All in green screen. Yeah. Pretty um, much entirely. It's pretty much in complete black and white. Uh, I have, have you read the comics, by the way? Yeah, just the just the Marv one. The, Marv, the, hard, okay. the hard goodbye. So, uh, so the movie is all pretty much in black and white. Um, oftentimes, like, white can represent blood. It can represent a bunch of different things, like, depending on what's happening yeah, to different characters. Yeah, sometimes blood is white. Sometimes um, it's red. And then it'll have these, like, these... Like it'll be, the scenes will be like punctured, like not punctured, um, punctuated, punctuated by like eye color, yeah, like blue eyes, yeah, someone's got, yeah, yeah, yeah. or uh, for uh, a red dress, a red dress. Oh, that's, that's now we're getting into uh, Chandler's list territory. Um, uh, there's red sky, like when the girls from Old Town are all uh, they've ambushed all those yeah weird Nazi ish guys. What are those guys? I'm, <laughs> they work for the mob or something? The no, they're mercenaries. Mercenaries. Yeah. They're German. Led by Michael and Duncan. They're Manute. And they're German they Irish. And they're Irish. Well, Manute, I just say this because Manute, the Michael Clark Duncan character, who's like their leader, he is wearing sort of like a very Nazi ish looking uniform kind of thing. I think they're just supposed to be like mercenaries. Just, yeah. They're just a shit they, mix. Yeah. Of, and then, uh, right, they're a mix. Yeah, because Nikki Cat, he's one of he them. Has he, he has a swastika on his head and stuff. But also, um, Miho, who is the like sort of assassin of the of the prostitutes, she has like that weird throwing star thing that looks like a fucking swastika too. Oh yeah, at right. One point. I, th- I think that's another throwback though to like the eighties. Yeah, where it's it, just like, like using. 
it's it's not, it's, it's not like trying to even like have any kind of message. It's just like it's it's just an iconic image to use or whatever. Well, yeah, there was. <laughs> Strangely enough, there was a time before today <laughs> when being a Nazi wasn't accepted yeah. by a lot of mainstream people. So throwing these things in was taboo. Right. And was just edgy. Like provocative or whatever. It was edgy. I remember being, just, just to say, I remember um, being a kid and calling somebody a Nazi because they were just being a dick. Right. And it was like, people didn't say that word. Mm-hmm. Like in the in the nineties, early nineties, like late eighties, people never said that. So it was like a it was like a it was a thing that it had, people it had did. some punch to it. Nowadays, <laughs> it's just like fuck. I wish I could go a day without hearing the word Nazi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. What? Uh, what's? Do you guys have a favorite scene in this movie? Like James, one do you want to go ahead? Um. It would definitely be a Marv scene. Probably when he's chasing those college kids. Oh, yeah. Right down. And then, like, he takes them all out, and then he's just like, what, like, how'd I get here? Why am I wearing this jacket? <laughs> yeah. Right? And that's it's a just, nice jacket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, you find it like that's his thing, I guess. It's just always jackets. taking people's jackets. Yeah, it's all the Marv stuff is so fun. And then like, yeah, he's got the he's like questioning that guy. He's like driving, and he's got and a guy's guy's like, held out on the road. He's just like holding him face down on the road and stuff. When he gets to the cardinal finally, and he's like, "Yeah, everything I'm gonna do to you up until you die, it's gonna be a gas." <laughs> he like lights a cigarette, you know, like. Holy shit, do they smoke in this fucking movie? Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> I started smoking again last night. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. You have to, you'd have to consider it. <laughs> I would say pretty much like most of the stuff with Marv in it. I, yeah. I think a lot of the other stuff was just kind of either too much or I just was pulled out of it because of either the actor, mm. right, or yeah. Hmm. So... I mean, I I definitely agree that the Marv stuff is the best, but uh, I think there's a lot of great stuff too in the other parts, and like the the stuff with Benicio del Toro, I think is all really awesome. Like the the car scene, we, the Tarantino the car, scene, that the he car scene. So the car scene, not my favorite scene, but I actually was really annoyed watching it again. Really? I was really annoyed by it at the beginning, and then the more it went on, the more it's like you loop around, yeah. and it's like. You end up liking it. Yeah, I like the I, way I, I he. I love that scene. Excuse me. He's got his like throat slashed. Yeah, and, the like, way and he flops this way, his like voice is like. And, and all of that <laughs> yeah. stuff started adding up, and like it started just being like, oh wait, like this is actually really great. Like, you ever had that where you start eating? Yeah, like, sure, sure, sure. Start doing you get, something you're like and one you're over like, by it. Yeah, you went over. I, I thought that scene was really good. I think we might have one of the mo- a combination of the favorite scene. Mm. Oh, we're. we're is the Nikki Cat scene? <laughs> I mean, that scene's one of the funniest for sure. Uh, that's, that's I don't like, know if it's my favorite. Okay, I'm but. gonna say that's my favorite scene. Yeah. So uh, hopefully everybody's seen this movie. If you listen to this, um, there's a scene with Nikki Cat. Play he plays Stuka. He's got a he's a bald guy swastika on his head. His partner is a little yeah little little guy strange um, looking guy. And uh, he gets shot in the chest with a an arrow, arrow an arrow through the by through the uh, torso. What's her name? Miho. Miho. Devin, and Devin Aoki. 
there's no way I, any either any of us here can do it justice to just how <laughs> it's comic how, gold. <laughs> it's con, it's it's so funny, and yeah. it just stands out as just like such gold. <laughs> it's just it's just such a small bit for Nikki Cat who. You and I always bring up how great, underrated. what a great actor he is. And just Why is he not in everything? Should be super famous. I don't care if he's an asshole, Hollywood. <laughs> I don't know if he is. Maybe, I don't know. I don't understand just, why you gotta he's... wonder, why doesn't he get work? He's so good in everything he does. I just saw him uh, earlier this year. I rewatched Days and Confused. He's like a total dick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie, he's great in it. He's uh, just... Suburbia, of course. And... Well, I mean, I so when I watched Layer Cake... Um... Oh, is he in that? Well, actually, so... No, but I had options of watching other movies, and one of the movies I was going to watch was Way of the Gun. Oh, yeah. Which he's in. Yeah. And I'm saving it in case we do it on the podcast. I don't know if it counts as an, an action movie. Um, Great movie. It's I fucking love that movie so much. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it and talk it's about it. It's got, like, one of the best opening scenes it also in, has, in a movie. It also has some of the most realistic shootouts yeah. in any movie that's ever been made. Um, but... Yeah. Anyway, Nikki Cat. Nikki Cat. <laughs> so great. Nikki Cat. We miss you. We love you. <laughs> Where are you? Where are you, Nikki Cat? I hope I hope wherever you are, you're super fucking happy. <laughs> uh, I mean, I doubt it. He's just he plays dickheads too good. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but so does you know, so um yeah, so does Brett Gelman. You know who Brett Gelman is? No. Yeah, you've seen him. So he's in he's in Fleabag. He's in um I'm watched Fleabag, yeah. I know you haven't, but he's in um uh fucking Stranger Things. Oh, who is he in Stranger he's Things? He's the conspiracy guy. Oh yeah. Conspiracy guy. Yeah, the reporter the reporter guy. Is guy. this in the early seasons? Uh he's in he's in every season, I think. Dustin. Fuck you doesn't show me a picture of him. He's the conspiracy guy. He's friends with like the fucking Russian guy. He the Russian guy gets killed in the new season. I haven't watched the new season, but thanks for the spoilers. <laughs> this, this guy right here. You haven't watched the new season oh, of Stranger. Yeah, I know, I know. Okay, sorry for spoiling part of the whatever. But uh, so this guy, I, I love Brett Gelman. Yeah, he shows up in lots of stuff. Yeah. Also, um, if you guys, if anybody here is interested, listen to <laughs> Comedy Bang Bang episodes with Brett Gelman. He gets banned every time he's on. He comes on, he gets re-banned. Um, it's a great bit. But he plays like these horrible, horrible people. Yeah. I truly believe that he's actually a good person. You, you gotta hope so, right? You just gotta hope like that's how good an actor they are. It's just sometimes somebody is so convincing in the in the type of roles that they play that I you're think like it's hard to like divorce like, them from it. Like yeah, like, yeah. He is always this person plays, actually an asshole. <laughs> he pretty much always plays horrible people, like a horrible person. Like even when he does bits on Comedy Bang Bang, like. But I think that's just like this thing he does. Yeah, like this toxic, horrible shit. So. Anyway, yeah, but anyway, I'm I do, I do love the Benicio stuff. The stuff, the, the scene where he puts his face in the toilet and all that stuff too. Like Benicio is just so effortless at this stuff. When he comes out after he's been dunked in the toilet and he's got all his like crew there with Brittany Murphy and he's just like, "Troops, uh, get out of the house. No, no questions, no questions." Just like I don't know something about the the manner of of him. I just love him. Like, but he's one of those. He, he might be Benicio Toro might be one of the most. Um, effortlessly cool 
human beings on earth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like everything he does is just like, yeah, gold. It, he plays himself and almost like, I just believe that's who, that's he, who is. he is. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he's not like Jackie boy. That's well, a good, no, that's but a like good part too though. When his he, mannerisms and everything, when he goes to old town and he's trying to pick up, uh, what's her face? Alexis Bledel, Becky, uh, and then, you know, they attack him and Miho throws the throwing star and she cuts off his hand with the yeah, gun in it. Yeah. And he drops to the ground and he like picks, he picks, picks up, up his hand, hand and he starts gnawing his own fingers off the, <laughs> the gun, off the gun handle so that he can get the gun. Uh, just all like, there's just so many little things like that in this movie that I think make it really fun. And that's the thing. Like it was like a two hour, 20 minute movie. And I got to say, like for me, I'm not bored at any point during the movie. Like there might be stuff that works to a greater or lesser degree um like, really not like, bored at all okay, so no, i watched never. it i watched like, no, a no point hour, was i bored what just over two hour cut and i was like mm, it drags a bit i didn't feel the drag like even like the hardigan stuff I, I think there's a lot of problems with that part of the story i think that we say it drags I'm, not, is, I'm not ever bored by it even if no. i'm not like this doesn't exactly work or this would be better if they change this a little like this but no i wouldn't say that it drags in that sense i think it drags because it's just not cohesive enough like there, it, 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 yes. Like, so we watch. It, it's hard because we watched. We watched different cuts. Such drastically different cuts. Yeah. Right. Um, you watched the. You, what you watched was more like vignettes. Yeah. Well, it's just they. This extended cut, they chopped it up in a weird way, where it was like, they presented each part as its own section, and then they had like the credits would run after each part and stuff. And that's because they did shoot the movie like in weird sections where they might have even had different crews working different parts of it and stuff. But it really like, you know, fucks up the the flow of the movie when you're watching it like that for sure. I don't know why anyone would well, want a cut like that. You'd have to watch. But the, I've seen the, the original cut. You'd I, have I to knew see the original. Out, I knew that it was out of order when I was watching it. Like I remembered that the Josh Hartnett scenes bookended the movie. Because um, like I couldn't remember the original cut, and I I watched yeah, yeah. that same version you watched. Yeah, and it made no fucking sense to me. Oh, see, like yeah, I guess that would yeah, I guess that would be harder too if you don't remember. So the I'm original like, what movie. the hell? Like, what's going on? Right. Yeah. And I don't understand why anyone would want to watch it like that. So I don't know why they would put out a version like that. But it's eight thirty. <laughs> I meant time in the podcast. Fifty minutes. Fifty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. But yeah. So like you're. But you watched the re- the regular cut, right? And you're saying that you still felt like I. So the <clears throat> I think the was weird. The problem is, is that I just think that the movie. I think watching it now, it's just not as good as I as it was when I watched it in 2005. So yeah, I didn't it, think it was as good. So what happens is that I, you know, I don't have that same excitement for it that I had at the time. Yeah. So what happens when when that when that happens for me is that I just the stories just drag a bit. Each story drags a bit, and then there's a ne- the next story, and then the next story, mm-hmm. and. It's like, okay, you like some of them more than you like others, so it kind of takes you out a little bit, and it just... Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I, I, mean, did, I didn't have that just maybe because I felt like I hadn't seen it in so long. I was like, so I was into watching each part, being like, oh yeah, this, this, whatever, this part, but... I mm-hmm. think that, I mean, there's something that... How many episodes are we in? Like, fucking 60? Um, 80 something? 80, 90? whatever. I think that uh, you hold, like, you have an ability to, like, 
watch something in the past and then watch it now and like keep fonder feelings and like not I don't know like you I don't as much <laughs> yeah like I'm just like fuck this shit <laughs> for the most part I think James falls more in line I don't know James what do you think uh yeah I think it's just a lot of the times when like the next movie we're gonna do it's just it's okay if it came out before these other movies then I would hold it higher but it just is kind of like it's either been done better prior or I don't know. It's also really hard to watch a movie and put movie. on a 2005 brain. Oh yeah, no no. Like that's right. really really difficult. And the older we are and the so the and the further we are from the time. So this is this is like 2005. Okay, so that was like what fucking 14 years ago, mm-hmm. right? Um that's different. Like, I know this definitely it's it's hard to watch movies that are from the 70s and 80s. And be like, I'm going to put this into some kind of a cultural context. You know I, what love, I mean, I love doing that stuff. <laughs> I, I, I like I like doing it. Yeah. But it's, it is it, re- yeah, yeah, it is really, you. really difficult. I, I think it's a lot easier if you're like in your 70s and you've watched movies all the way through or 60s or 50s, or whatever. And you're like, oh, I remember the 70s. But like, it, you know what I mean? So I'm not saying that it's as hard as as, as placing a, a, a 70s movie, but it's definitely hard placing this movie still even 14 years later um i think the visually it's stunningly interesting like it's definitely interesting it's so interesting with the way that they did everything like no movie has tried to has anybody tried to do anything this ambitious well, well we talked about there was this the sequel oh. but there was that spirit yes the spirit, spirits which was that and where, an old uh what old character like will eisner character yeah that movie was yeah and that was frank miller too wasn't yes it, it was that is like an all-time dog. Like it is real shit. Um, but it definitely went for the same aesthetic, uh, and it did not work. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there was a lot of things that, about that movie that made it not work. But uh, yeah, it was real. Harvey is that this guy's name? I don't. Know, I'm thinking about. He's in the show like Suits, right? The main character, the guy that played yeah. Uh, yeah. the guy that played yeah the spirit yeah. Uh, I forget his name, that actor. But anyway, yeah, that, that was a real piece of shit. But that's what happened. You had Robert Rodriguez to be like, okay, I'll bring Frank Miller along. I'll make this movie of, of his vision. Yeah, Tarantino's going to show up for a hot minute. Right, right. But putting aside Tarantino, just like, I'm just saying you, that have, like you have Robert Rodriguez who knows what he's doing. He's, he makes the movie. He, he brings Frank Miller's vision to life. That doesn't mean Frank Miller can now direct movies. Like he goes no. on to try to make the the spirit and like the sequel to this. And, and what like, I meant by Tarantino showing up is that like without without Robert Rodriguez, Tarantino doesn't show up. Right. Bruce Willis doesn't show up. Clive Owen doesn't show up. You know, like these people aren't there. Right. So like I think that's part of it is that he Robert Rodriguez gets to have a better screenwriter gets to have a better lighting like gaffer like everything everything's better when Robert well, Rodriguez knowing, Rod- is there. knowing Rob Rodriguez he did all that shit himself yeah, he's, <laughs> he's up there like like lighting it himself he he's, had to he had to leave the uh the DGA because of this movie yes that's I, I, I have that on my list of things to bring up yeah. so he so did you want to tell the story about this well he wanted Frank Miller to be considered an equal director and the director's guild was like no you can't do that uh and so then he was like, okay, I'll just quit. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. 
Excuse left. So then, yeah. <clears throat> so that's why this movie has multiple directors on it. And, the, and But the thing is, Rodriguez already had this reputation. Did you ever watch that documentary about him making uh, Dusk Till Dawn? No. I can't remember. Uh, Full Tilt Boogie, it's called. Uh, it just shows like how hands-on he is. Like he's really super DIY and does like he does the music for his movies. He does the production. He does the writing. He does Spy the kids. directing. Like he, Spy Kids he, too. <laughs> right. Yeah. Lava Girl versus Shark Boy. He just takes on like a huge amount of and he edits it himself and like so all this shit. Like he doesn't have like right. tons of people doing all the different shit. So yeah. So I, I wonder how that worked with Attila. Alita, sorry, Battle Angel. Well, I imagine he must have got reinstated by now. Uh, I'm so guessing, that was a long time well, ago. Well, I'm saying I'm guessing that uh, what's his fucking name? I don't think Cameron would would had work, a lot would to work do. with him unless he was well, I'm DGA guessing, again. I'm guessing Cameron had a lot of hand in that. Yeah, movie. I'm sure he has he has clout. So have you watched that by the way? I did watch it. Remember, I brought it up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, did you like? It? I can't remember. It, it was okay. Um, but yeah, so I want James but that's a weird it. movie for him too, for Rodriguez to do the Alita Battle Angel because it doesn't feel like a Robert Rodriguez movie. It feels like a James Cameron movie. So he was actually like doing somebody else's style on that. But yeah, so he's he's always just to say like he's sort of an independent, visionary kind of guy. Right. Can uh, I pause and say that Mickey Rourke looks like a show dog that was like yeah, that was like in a in a kennel fire. <laughs> And had all of his hair burnt off. <laughs> oh, man. And now he's just like out there. But he still thinks he's a show dog. Oh, he's he's rough. He is a rough looking been a, dude. Been in a few boxing I'm, matches. I'm, uh, I'm looking at IMDb and he's just showing pictures of him. It's just That's why he was rough. perfect in the fucking wrestler though. Yeah, like, he like was perfect. The beat up. Dude, I gotta watch that again. He looks like a really, really fucked up version of Brett the Hitman Hurt. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, a rough, go, it's a rough lifestyle. Are you going wrestling. to see Bret Hart, by the way, in Vancouver? No. I should. But I can't no. believe you're not going. Yeah. No, no plans. Oh, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> well, I like to see Bret wrestle. I don't, not so much to see him talk. Well, I'm sure you can did talk you ever see him, uh, the did you ever see him do his, do his uh, interviews and stuff in wrestling, his promos? Yeah. Not, not the greatest. <laughs> couldn't cut the greatest promo. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's, uh, I guess we've talked about most, I mean, we haven't gone into detail about the story, okay, so the, the plots and everything, but we, overall, covered, I'm going to say, uh, the story is super interesting, stylized, stylistically, it's incredibly creative, um, surprisingly not distracting, I would say, um, very dated, but, <laughs> you know, enjoy, yeah, but the, enjoyable I mean, this film. kind of material it's so it was already dated right when they made this like remember those postcards we used to go to the flea market in calgary james and we'd yeah. buy those like old noir covers of yeah. of dime novels and just like they we'd buy them because we would laugh at how tasteless they were like yeah they were, oh yeah totally they're terrible like <laughs> yeah a guy, a guy tying a woman to a chair and the book is called like take it and like it or some shit like that like yeah Hey, so uh, all that audience, remember this is James and Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> so, just like that, it's this is that's where this is coming from. Is coming from this. It's coming from this trashy. But, yeah, it's coming from like like pulpy dime, super pulpy, like um, I w- I was like B or C like noir shit. Like yeah, like, it would have been it would have been cooler if there was a stronger. Like there are a bunch of female characters and and some of them are 
portrayed as badasses, but like none of them have like a big part in the movie. Like our three main people are Bruce Willis, Mickey Rourke, and Clive Owen. We we don't have like we're not following. There's no reason yeah, a strong woman character. They, they don't have movie. a big part, but then they also so they like they're all like they sexualized give this, and yeah like, they I give this like and, oh you know old town is run by um, all these prostitutes right. And so like, oh, they yeah, protect themselves. That's cool that they have their own thing, but, they but they're need, prostitutes. <laughs> but they need Clive Owen to rescue them. Like, right, right like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Rosario, yeah. Rosario Dawson could have been the Clive Owen character, right. telling Clive Owen what to do. Like, yeah. she, but she, she was. And I think there's a way that the, uh, the, sometimes the writers of these kind of things get around this by being like, "Oh no, you don't understand." Like, yeah, Clive Owen was doing that, but like Rosario Dawson, like her character was like actually the strong one behind him and it's right. like or it's like she's strong that, too but, but she's not the main thing yeah like <laughs> but no like it could have been rosario dawson like there's there's this right. strong woman or this woman behind every single thing why couldn't one of them just had could have been one of their stories instead like um instead of just being there to like look beautiful jessica beale's yeah. story like nancy like she spent 18 jessica years alba, yeah sorry jessica alba 18 years Strange or whatever. casting choice, I still think, but yeah. Oh, yeah? You think so? Yeah, I mean, in the I think in the context of everyone else in the movie. She, I think they just picked feels a hot girl. Yeah. Um, but what was her story? Like, so she spent... That, like, yeah, that would have been... She, like, she's an years. interesting character, right? Is it 10 we, years? She's the kid. Yeah, she's yeah, saved by Hardigan. She grows up and she's or like... Eight she's years made more something. tough by that. What was her 10 she's years like looking out like for that. herself. So 10 now years... Now she's a stripper. Yeah. So for 10 years... It's <laughs> like such a sad she, outcome for yeah. her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and, and that doesn't make any sense, though. Because for 10 years, she was writing letters every single week to uh, Hardigan, mm. right? She never gave up any information. Like, she never got caught. So, like, that means, like, you know, what you watch cop shows, right? So, that means, like, they never tracked her by her where she was dropping the letters. That means she mm. had to go to, like, different places. Like, what's her story? Yeah. And then why did she end up fucking stripping? Yeah. Not yeah. that there's anything wrong with that, but, like, she ended up stripping. It feels like and, but, but, a, it, a depressing outcome for this character who was her, saved from being molested as a child. It's yeah. fine if she's, then, if she's stripping and she's in control of her life, right? But right. by the, when she meets by Hardigan... By the time we rejoin her, it's like all... And she's she's like, in peril again. And, well, like, and she's also... Like, and she's like, oh, he's going to save me. And she's also in love with Sorry. him. And she's like, he's... Yeah, he's you know, in love with him. He, she should be a strong, independent. Stuff. Like, yeah. she should have had her own shit. She should have become super strong because of that experience. And she and should then, have saved Hardigan the second time, right, yeah, which yeah. would have been a much more interesting yeah. story. Where it's like it's she just him saved doing him the same as thing a, again. Yeah. yeah. So she, like, he saved her as a child, and she's like, "Oh, I'm so safe when he's around." Instead of like being like, "No, I'm, I'm got, the, I've got this shit." Like, yeah. <laughs> and now <laughs> I've she, dealt with these fucking creeps before. Like, yeah. Yeah, and now she can save him. And she's a stripper she has to deal with fucking creepers all the time so also she- <laughs> is also like why is hardigan yelling out to her like don't talk like he knows mm. so much more than her when in reality she should she has all of the cards i do like the idea of this old beat up I and mean, he's supposed to be much older than he actually is in the movie bruce willis I like the idea of this old man who just like won't stop and like you know like they're like oh you're so fucked up you can't even lift up that gun and all that stuff like that stuff's all fun. But they could have had all that stuff still yeah, and yeah. made her incredibly strong, right? Mm-hmm. Like 
it's, it's, the, it's the too much of the like damsel in distress stuff, right? Yeah. Like, he's got to save her and she's in peril and he's, he's the only one who can come and, you know, f- kill the bad guys for yeah. her. And, I just think it's, it's, yeah, they, they, they could have done more with it. Like, and we could pick this movie apart in that sense, but like, let's just rate this thing. Yeah. So uh, doesn't you go first. Ratings. It's your movie. Let me pull up my numbers here. You always do this. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Uh, yeah, so I still really enjoyed it. My my score is a, or my reaction is an eight, and my overall score ends up being a seven point eight. Yeah, my reaction's a six, and overall six. Um, I'll give it a seven for reaction, and a six point four overall, leaving it at six point seven. If Wait. I could just rate that Marv section, though, ten out of ten. <laughs> ten, yeah, ten out of ten for Marv. Yeah. So this puts us in a tie, uh, three-way, four-way tie, I suppose. Now with uh, number forty, uh, True Lies, Speed, and Dread. True Lies, Speed, and Dread. Interesting. So we need to have a rule. I think we need to have a rule about who, how this works. First person. So the person who made them, who picked the movie, mm-hmm. should name it first. Oh, you think so? Okay. And then the person who who who's next in line, they do the next. They do the next. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's worth trying. Let's see how that goes. Um, that's a tough one. I actually because I I like all these movies, all four of these. Um, I think I'd put it behind Speed and maybe ahead of Dread. I like Dread quite a bit. I think since City's a more memorable, uh, visually and all that. Like like Sin City is definitely a a case of style over substance. But sometimes something is so stylish, and it's right in that style that appeals to me. So, but I, Dread's think... got the slow mo, man. <laughs> the drug, the slow mo. Yeah. So as yeah, going, I next, like Dread a lot, actually. But I, I'd put it, I'd put it ahead of Dread. I'm putting it in the exact same spot. Yeah, um, I would put it in the same spot. I think that Speed is so special. Like it's Speed is this movie that was made that this one, you know, once in a decade. <laughs> That movie, a once movie in, like once in the nineties. That movie gets made, right? Well, it's like a sweet. It's a speed fluke. Was like a sweet spot. The timing and everything. Yeah, like to me, speed actually deserves to be higher. Um, like that's how I feel. Like I don't, I don't want to move it. It should be right. higher than forty-one, but well, that's well, what happens when you got a lot of movies. Is on also, where it is. Forty-one. I mean, forty-one. It's, it's still pretty high. I mean, out of all time. <laughs> out of all time, we've watched. 91 movies yeah right and we haven't picked a lot of, like, I mean we picked a lot of stinkers but I mean. <laughs> anyway I'm gonna put it a behind speed yeah um, and I'm gonna put it ahead of dread uh, I just don't think that it if I'm putting dread next to if it's a if it's a both comic yeah, a book cage adaptation ma- a cage I think match. there's a lot of people that'd be like fuck you dread rules but uh, I think oh, they should yeah. watch dread again and get the fuck over it because <laughs> it's good I like dread it is good and it's fun it's not but here's the thing I watched both those it's movies very watchable when they came out Sin City held up better than dread even though it's incredibly prob- problematic and it goes against a lot of the things I believe well, in well it's just <laughs> a lot it's a lot more distinctive it's a lot more stylistically it's amazing yeah like there's a lot more going on in terms of cinema like you know sticking out in your mind as something like s- different from the pack well and Sin City I mean that movie it okay so if Frank Miller makes that movie and anybody less than Robert Rodriguez makes Sin City, 
it's never being done like this. No, it would be like the spirit. Like we would never. But like as it is, it comes close. Like you're talking about sometime in the Hardigan stuff. James. That you didn't buy it, James. Yeah. Where it's like they're playing a very like hammy style of, of acting that's supposed to evoke like this old style. Right. So and, and at times that c- comes right up to that edge of like this is pretty cheesy or whatever like you can look at it and be like this is cheese <laughs> or if you're looking at it through the lens of like what it's supposed to be then it's like okay. it's just hard to look at that and be like oh, okay yeah I can believe all of that and then look at like Humphrey Bogart and be like okay like I don't know I guess it's just he hum- was in the moment in the time so Humphrey, then it, but Humphrey right. Bogart look those guys those guys just like had that thing yeah like whereas the, what you're watching now is like you're watching people put on something. They're doing the they're thing. They're doing a thing. Yeah. They're doing a thing, and it's just not but a very I, good thing. And the thing is, like, <laughs> for a person like James, and like, like I watch a lot of noir films. Like that's my that's my shit. Like I love that stuff. And those guys are just like this natural way of of acting, of being. But the direction is just different, and. So, so much of the noir stuff is like about hiding violence, like mm. hiding it in shadows. Like, right, right. like what you'll see in a lot of noir films is you'll see a lot of, um, um, like guns being pulled and people being shot and it'll be in the, sh- you'll, you'll be watching the shadow instead of watching like the actual people do it. Right. Um, because they had to get around. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's also like, uh, you know, I know John's the same way, but I take a lot of uh, noir, old time radio drama intake. Yeah, and I don't know. I guess I I just I hear the, the way that they talk so much that it's just l- watching the movie and hearing them talk. It's just like, yeah, they're they're putting a thing on. They're trying to do the thing, and it's just doesn't really come across. It's really that. hard to do a noir film without a mid-Atlantic accent. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not... Like, no, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's absolutely not a joke. Like... like, like Oh, yeah, go ahead. Like, well, like, there, like, there's a... The, like, the mid-Atlantic accent, like, doesn't really exist anymore, right? But, like, they all had it, mm. right? And, like, so there were some actors who had, like, a little bit of a New York accent, a little bit of, like, these little... little Right. But it all kind of fell under this like umbrella where it it was like it wasn't real. It was like this artifice. And when you watch it now, I don't know. It's just it's just I get what you guys are saying. I think for me, it works in this just because I'm looking at it through the lens of like this is a, a is a playing is playing with that stuff and doing something else with it, like doing this extreme version of that i guess but um i can see how it would well, uh it, but it we all agree necessarily work for everyone. we all agree where it belongs it belongs right there at number 42 right behind speed right ahead of dread sin city so what are we doing bum, next bum, bum. next we're gonna watch a little 2002 film starring batman <laughs> One of the Batmans. One of the Batmans. Batman. Tay Diggs. Some other people. Some other people. Equilibrium. Oh, and Gunkata. 
starring Gun Stars Gun starring Uh Yeah, it's 2002's Equilibrium. Uh, so go watch that movie. All you uh, action, action fans out there. <laughs> Junkies. Um, if you guys could stop sending Dustin Hicks nude pics, that would be great. No, I said more. I wanted more No, you pics. don't, you creep. You guys are sending him too many nudes, he says. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, tell all your friends to just uh, check this podcast out on whatever uh, pod app they use. Um, give us a rating. That's really, really helpful. Tell a friend, uh, and we'll see you next week. He's got scallions.